Hello and welcome to the Inkspire podcast from Tharston, a podcast created to inspire, motivate and educate the print industry. Of course, we will be discussing workflow in print businesses, it's what we do, but we will also be discussing topics like motivation, business practice and different inspirational books that have influenced us. So, here we go. Hello and welcome to today's uh, episode of Inkspire. Uh, today, I'm joined by Jude Whitford, uh, MD of uh, Pepper Communications. Hi there, Jude. Hello, Ross. Thank you very much for joining me today. Um, the reason I'm talking to Jude today is because um, that Pepper Communications were actually uh, one, one, the first customer that have been awarded uh, the Tharston Customer of the Month Award. Um, so a little while back here at Tharston, uh, we wanted to recognise uh, customers that are leading the way in the print industry and using Tharston and technology in a way that could inspire others. Um, and, and, and we felt Pepper Communications were one of them. The way we decided the winners is, is um, decided by, by staff who were asked to nominate um, and, and made to vote for customers that they, they felt deserved special recognition for their innovative business practices and the application of technology for continuous improvement and I'd say Pepper Communications uh, name kept on popping up uh, and some of the some of the key comments that we, we, we got from the staff you know is, is um, it, it, when, when you instantly uh, you instantly get a good impression of, of, of the company as soon as you step into your building uh, everything looks like clean sharp and really inspiring and, and very much about the, the outlook of the management team is, is very progressive and, and you get you just get the impression that when when you, 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 you we talk to uh, people at Pepper Communications that they want to work with new technology in all forms uh, and, and other staff all seem to know what they're doing and have the, tool, the right tools to do so which is really great um, so I'm sure we're you know really keen to talk to, to you about some of them ideas uh, and, and things that you do uh, with Tharson and technology, um, Jude. But be- before we get there, you know, I'd really like to start at the beginning, if we can, and, and um, you know, tell tell us about Pepper Communications. Where did it all begin? Yeah, so um, Pepper was started by um, my uh, father back in 1982, and uh, it was started off as a as a general um, sort of typical commercial print shop, uh-huh. as you can imagine. Um, I think um, I sort of turnover in, in year one was £20,000, something like that. Um, but obviously now we, um, we turn over in excess of that in one day. Wow. <laughs> quite, quite incredible. Um, so yeah, from, from quite humble and small beginnings, um, you have what you, you see uh, in, in front of you today. Yeah. And so, and how did you become in, involved with the, the, the business have you always been at Pepper? You know how, how how did that come about? So yeah, um, I um, did a, a went to university um, and graduated with a marketing and management degree. Yeah. Um, um, and so out of that, I then came into the business after a couple of years after I graduated. Um, I did roles in at uh, Tesco um, and um, Boots. Um, and then transferred from there after a couple of years um, into the family business. Yeah. Okay. So that was 1997. 1997. Okay. And so, um, so you mentioned it is a family business. So who's who's behind the business now? Who's who's running it? And how did it, how did all that come about? 
so yeah, it's a second generation business um, now. So like I said, it started by my father um, and um, he was succeeded by um, myself and uh, three of my brothers. Right, okay, okay. Uh, and um, so when you then stepped into the business, Jude, uh, um, and, and, and in, in, um, you're now managing director, is that right? Um, That's correct, uh, yeah. Yeah, so, so when, it's like second generation coming into in, into a business sort of what what how did you how did you take pepper from from where where it was turning twenty thousand uh, pounds a year to to turning twenty thousand pounds a day <laughs> yeah so um things really kind of um kicked off uh in terms of our growth um strategy when um my father had a, uh, a cancer diagnosis, right. uh, forced him into an early retirement um, mm -hmm. in uh, 2013. And at that stage, um, the kind of the succession uh, happened. Um, we had a family meeting, got together with my, um, uh, all of us, mum and dad and brothers. Um, and at that stage, not all of the brothers were actually in the business. Um, but we kind of had this family meeting, got together, and it was decided that um, dad would retire um deal with his his situation take some treatment and um we would we would kick on and um start to build and look look to build the kind of business um from that platform that, that we wanted in the future and like i said that was 2013 um and we that's really kind of where um the second generation family story started i suppose in terms of kicking on yeah to where we are today fundamental okay. Um, yeah yeah so so it was almost a, a change that was by the sound it was forced forced upon you in some ways uh, it, because of your your, your dad's uh, sad situation there um really uh so so you're now uh it, it, you know if uh, you and your brothers formed this uh, the, the, the takeover the, the management buyout um yep. so what were some of the, the the first things that you did then to start bringing about the, the the change to the business and the, and the growth so we, we we fundamentally looked at kind of what kind of business do we want to what do we want to be uh, what kind of um, business do we need to be for the markets that we serve um, did a lot of talking with our customers to actually understand um, you know why why they use us and, and why we are important to them um, and also spoke, did a lot of time and a lot of engagement with our employees and our fellow co-workers to understand, you know, why did they, why did they work in the business and, and what did they want out of that? Yeah. And kind of out of that whole process came, came out a very clear um, signal that we, you know, an understanding of, of, of our purpose, I suppose, and, our, and our, our why, not only to our external customers, but also to our, um, to our employees. And it kind of, gave us a really clear sense of purpose of what we want to be going forward in the future. And, and so therefore we then guided us in that kind of growth journey and growing the, the profitable future company that we, um, that we wanted to be. Okay. Wow. So it, it, that's really interesting to hear because um, I know at Tharson, we, we've, in a couple of podcasts that we've done before, we've talked about the importance of your why and, and you know, very right. influenced by uh, Simon Sinek's, um, start with why. Uh, I don't know if you've, you've read that yourself. But, um, it's, uh, it's, it's yeah, a, I have. Yeah, 
it's a great book, isn't it? That kind of really resonates the importance of of of, of understanding what what the purpose of your business is, what what the why is, um, uh, and and how that can help to then communicate what your values are across the business. And I know. Uh, almost in parallel at a similar time to you doing that, Carsten w- went through an MBO as well, and that was interestingly similar uh, a similar path that we took, um, Jude, where we we explored and, and revisited what was our origin, what what is our why, what is it we're trying to achieve, um, uh, you know, and, and really it all resonates for us around trying to help customers do cool things with technology. Um, not necessarily just MIS, but just cool things with technology and, and to kind of lead the way and, and be inspiring. Um, uh, so and it sounds like you kind of went down that, that similar path too. Um, so is that, did you bring uh, outside help in to, to help you with that, that journey or is that just something that you read the book and, and you, you, you thought, yeah, this is what we're going to do? What, what kind of inspired it? Yeah, we, we, we kind of... Um we brought in some outside help. Um, yeah. We engaged a, a, um, a sort of a people consultancy, a HR consultancy, um, a strategic HR consultancy that kind of viewed, um, you know, the whole people plan around getting the, the best out of your, your people capital, your people assets. Um, and actually, you know, the concept that if you look after your, your people um, and um, then they will look after in turn, look after your customers. Yes. Yeah, yeah. The Richard Branson um, sort of quote that we talked about. Yeah, that, yeah, absolutely. So that famous quote was into Richard Branson, who, who, who kind of says, "Don't worry about looking after your customers. Look after your staff, and and in turn, they will they will look after your customers." Um, absolutely. But in all in all fairness, it was also this kind of drive for differentiation as well. Um, yeah. You know, we. we we very much were on a journey of moving away from just being a traditional print play um, and a traditional printer. Um, and it, it, in part of those, part of that, um, the stepping stones to moving away from that position was um, to have that kind of approach um, to differentiate itself by customer service. Um, and actually, again, when we looked at that, how do we actually create that kind of differentiation in a crowded market? we realized that actually it's not as simple as just sending some, some people on a, on a customer service course. Um, it, it encompasses actually getting a, a clear purpose um, and actually having that kind of culture and family ethos that nurtures um, your people to deliver that customer service. And, and, and so that's the journey we went on. Okay. So kind of creating a, um, the, the right culture. Yes. To, to then encourage that type of, um, way of life within within pepper communications okay yeah so so uh um so what sort of things uh did you did you do what sort of initiatives did ha- just changing your culture is, is is a is is quite a challenge it's it's uh it's not an overnight thing is it how, how did you go about that yeah it's not an overnight thing no um we um we realized pretty quickly well pretty early on we made a few mistakes um uh, in the early days, we thought that kind of creating that culture that we maybe desired was um, as simple as um, understanding and, and, and stating what our why was for our, for our customers and for our staff. And maybe um, things like putting in a fruit bowl and free um, free free drinks and, and, yeah. and stuff like that. 
but we realized uh, and putting some nice uh, sort of statements up on the wall and you, you, you mentioned about uh, when when visitors come it, you know it looks clean and nice and, and well thought out as a nice place and, and uh, environment to work in but we realized that actually yet yeah, whilst they are tick boxes in, in as part of the journey they aren't that's not really culture that's not what necessarily um, makes makes the culture great there may be kind of important building blocks of it yeah um, but but it, it it isn't actually culture in itself and i think that was um, in the early days we thought that you just kind of make it cool hip and happening in a trendy environment for sort of millennials and and, and, and techies um and um that that's kind of the, the rest will lead to itself but actually we found that it was it was much more um involved than that um, and it takes time and it was about um you know engage engagement and truly humanizing the work the workplace yeah the workforce. yeah so i i think it's a an interesting point you make there isn't it it, it it makes me think of maslow's hierarchy of needs um you know his, his famous theory of that the, the, the pyramid where you've got your kind of your, your base foundations which are things like you talked about there you know that um that the, the physiological needs um that the, that the environment and and safety and um all, all the all the the, the basis right you know having somewhere nice to work um providing free fruit and things like that they're all little perks and uh that, that help but that's just kind of like the the base level isn't it um giving them giving them that, that level of foundations and, and then it's it sounds like you've then took that one level and started building upon that to to create not just create um the the, the, the nice environment but to, to give a, a sense of of belonging or a sense that they're a part of something would you say that absolutely yeah it, it goes it goes deeper doesn't it yeah and, and i think you know the purpose and the why help really help with that yeah if you, if you kind of actually have a if you can actually um articulate um you know what what the why is of the organization and and for the staff then they actually have a deeper purpose and, a, and you get a deeper engagement um uh, about it um and so, so whilst we at a kind of um, at a board level, we were kind of talking about things, you know, things were good, things had a, had a really good stable platform on which to build, but it, we, we were going on this journey, we could see from going from good to great, is yeah. how we coined it, but what we realised is actually um, the journey in getting getting there, uh, it takes time and you, you build it over years um, and there, the, 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 there will be a series of stages in, in terms of of getting there um, and so we really then focused on employee engagement uh, and bringing things um, together um, to do that and and so sort of techniques that we had uh, and things that we employed to actually do that was around humanizing um, the whole whole workplace so that we actually people could feel that real purpose um, and, and, and need and actually had that people people when we actually asked them they what what do we think makes a good good atmosphere a good culture and, and makes pepper a nice place to work uh the feedback they had they, they they just wanted to to actually have more of a human contact with um you know the the, the top directors and um and managers yeah. of the business and so um it was really quite basic techniques and things that i suppose you hadn't really thought about that would be that that 
that kind of um, useful to to the overall kind of employee engagement mission but it was things like basic things I learned at university like managing by walking about okay right and just, just walking the floor um, you know on a regular basis stopping by chatting with people um, and, and really getting to know them as as human beings and um, and, and getting to understand and know their situation outside of work um, yeah. and letting them know that that we cared and that that really mattered to me um, and we were interested in the whole person and not just you know, who they were at, at work and, and at Pepper, I suppose. Um, and when we started to do that, an amazing thing happened. People started to share uh, things with you. They realized that you, you, know, you really cared about them, almost like as family members themselves. And, and then what we got back was fantastic um, engagement and, and, and performance out, out of those, uh, those people. Um, so it, it started to that's when really things really kicked on for our culture yeah all right so that was like a trans a, a, a transformative moment or like a step forward by Absolutely. by by making that that level of connection with with your with your, your team and i know you're very much a family business and it, it, it seems to be that when you engage with with anyone at pepper communications it's almost as if they're you're all part of the same family Absolutely, absolutely. And it's kind of, it's as simple as um, saying, you know, the cleaner, cleaner right the way through to you know, people on the end of, of machines and lines are, are just as important to the overall purpose and mission yeah. uh, in kind of solving our, um, our customers' marketing challenges. Yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It reminds me of a, our CEO, Keith, always, always kind of reminds us of a story of, of, of John F. Kennedy. Um, walking around uh nasa headquarters and and um there was a a, a a janitor there and he was he was you know with his mop and his bucket and as he's going around for the tour he kind of jfk introduces himself and, and, and they talk to him and he says you know what's your what's your role here what 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 do you do and he said well I, i'm i'm here you know the janitor's response was i'm i'm helping to put a man on the moon um, exactly you know, and, and I think that, that what you just said there absolutely reminded me of that, that it, it's, we all have a role to play um, within an organisation. I, I guess it's, it's, it's that feeling of that whatever you do within a business, it's valued, isn't it? Um, um, but it's having that connection. Um, and I, I really like talking about employee engagement because I know that's been a big part of, of, of Farston. Um, you know, similar where we've tried to, we, we, we've brought about big changes in the culture, and a big part of that, that similar for us, was employee engagement. Um, uh, and I think that's, you know, makes a, a resounding difference to an, an organization. If you want to change the culture, you've got to engage with your employees, haven't you? Um, uh, I, I know we use various tools to, communication was one of the, the, the big things for us as well in kind of connecting with people. Um, especially because we've got a mixed workforce, uh, you know, a, a lot of our, our team are field-based um, and, and work remotely, and then we, you know, half of the team are office-based in our support development, uh, customer services, etc. Um, and so it, it's kind of getting that that communication so that everybody feels connected. Um, and so we use things, you know, to, we always like to look at ways we can use technology. So we use things like um, uh, we use Yammer as an internal version of Facebook so that we can all communicate and, you know, things 
not necessarily work related, but um, but but that was one of the things. Uh, but we 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 also used a um, uh, an application called Office Five um, to try and engage with with all the the staff um, to to find out uh, how they rate Carson on lots of different areas. Um, so Keith and, um, and the, the leadership team had all uh, read a book called um, uh, by Daniel Pink uh, and his kind of motivation theory. And it's all about the basis of that people need to feel that value. They, they need to feel a level of autonomy, purpose and, and mastery. And, and Office 5, what it is, is um, it's a, an email that goes out uh, you can, periodically, like once a week, once every two weeks. Uh, and it's survey, it's a very quick one minute survey, um, nice and easy to do, it's all slider scales and stuff, and it all measures on things around, uh, around that kind of principle of, of um, uh, and, and scores you anonymously against other businesses in your industry. And what makes Office 5 work is that it is a completely anonymous response, uh, and they do a very, really good at, at um, explaining to people how it is anonymous and that you can uh, uh, complete the survey uh, that, and, and they don't know who that's from. You can make yourself known if you want to, um, but what that does is it kind of gives you a, a gauge as to where you score on lots of different areas. So that might be on the environment that they're working, on feedback uh, from management, on um, uh, physical well-being, uh, um, mental well-being, um, you know, the sense of autonomy, all sorts of different things. And it's just a one minute survey that goes out and it gauges all these different areas. And then what, what you get as a management team from that was, um, was kind of a score of, of, of the different areas. And then you can start working on them. And so one of the, one of the things that Tharston identified, which was really, I guess, took, took them by surprise was that there was, a, there was a very well score on, on um, the encouragement for f physical wellness you know, for exercising and things like that. And um, that was scored really well. And so then by, that was kind of like, right, that's the first one they're going to tackle. And so they started putting lots of incentives in, uh, uh, things in place. We, we have a, a step challenge um, and all these little things that, that engage employees make, make that big difference. It gets that connection between each other gets the connection um, to, 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 you know, between the management team and, and, and to the rest of the team as well, um, really does make a big difference. So it's, it's really interesting to hear that how you've gone about that too, and, and that just getting in there and talking to your staff and finding out what's important for them. Yeah, I think there's a lot we can learn from, you know, we're always learning and we're always looking and talking to other um, customers, suppliers, people like yourselves, just to actually understand how they're actually meeting those challenges and um it's really interesting um your, your story and um how you've actually tackled it is completely different to um to the way we have um but i think that there's some really good points that you make there that maybe we should follow up on i think i said to you before about the um we're on our engagement journey and um using tech technology to actually leverage some of that as well is is, is something that we've looked at um you mentioned yammer and i think there's probably some good mileage there. Um, we've looked at a, a sort of a, a similar app-based communication tool to, to, to join up the dots of remote workers um, and, and, and part-timers or casual staff, as well as 
full-time staff so um yeah i think there's um there's always plenty um there's, there's quite a lot of disruption in this space and i think there's a lot of tech um startups um so there's yeah. plenty to plenty to actually get 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 stuck into, but but I think the you know bringing it all together the the, the big Damocles moment really was the actual to realise that Pepper is a is a family business, mm. which is a second generation family business, um and but but the important thing is actually that it, it extends that family ethos across the whole organisation and and I just remembered actually when when you were talking there about the, 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 the one of the things that. Um, quite early on in the journey is that we were um, uh, sort of mentioned to read um, a book or we were, we were advised to read, read a book, recommended a book by um, by um, the HR company we were working with. And um, it was, the book was called Everybody Matters. All right. Okay. And it's all about the extraordinary power of caring for your people like family. Right. Um, and it was um, it, it's based the story the story or the book is based on the experience of um, within a manufacturing company. Um, so it wasn't just um, we could we could it, we could really resonate with us. It really applied yeah. to, to, to what we were doing here. As um, and there were engineers and technologists as well working within this this, this company. But it was just it charted a story of how they actually transformed their culture to a humanized. Um, um, sort of culture which basically looks looks as if or care for your your staff and, and your people as if they are family members and have that family ethos and, and the power of how how that can work for you and so we um, we read that book and um, it triggered a lot of the the thinking that we put in place yeah kind of so the, the, the approach that you took so and, and it's, it's it's it sounds like it sounds so simple when you when you say it out loud don't you but um I know it's 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 not easy to to do, but but um when you think we we spend so much time with with the people that we work with that yeah you spend more time with them sometimes than you do with your actual own family. That's right. And so to treat them like family it is it is it is seems obvious, doesn't it? Yeah, when when you, when you put it that way, you just think actually, yeah, that 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 really does kind of make a lot of sense to 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 approach it that way, and especially with yourselves being a family business as well. Um, that must have um, must have felt like the right thing to do as well, because there's already a family within there, and you're just kind of extending that out to everybody who who you work with. Absolutely, yeah. If you can work with, if you can make four brothers work together, then you should be able to get that extended across the whole workforce. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> absolutely, it's, uh, and, that, and that's a an interesting one, isn't it? You working with your family is one thing, but then also it sounds like you're wearing multiple hats as well. Uh, as, as a as a business owner, as a as a shareholder, and and a, and a director, you know, as part of a team, that must be quite a challenge in itself as well. It's kind of looking at it from different perspectives. That's right. Yeah, I think um, we did a bit of work around kind of understanding what the responsibility or the roles and responsibilities were when we were wearing those different hats, and that was um, that was at the time when we kind of took over. The, the sort of um, the, the buyout um, from from uh, my parents, and um, and and it was important strategic thinking, uh, and it was an important piece to kind of do some away days and to understand, or for all of the the four of us to understand kind of the different roles um, and responsibilities and, and what that's um, how that kind of led our thinking at different stages mm. in terms of separating ownership 
or share ownership from from um, em employment as a director uh, within the business and this kind of concept of thinking about those the decision making process at, at different stages um, so yeah that was quite good and, and gave us sort of clarity around um, you know what the what the vision was going to be but also what the future uh, plans were going to be and, and, and what the kind of the the, the, the mid term uh, and longer term um, uh, plans were going to be for yeah for people within that business well i know one of the things you've said to me before Judy, is that you um when you kind of all sat around together with your brothers and, and as a family you kind of you you all thought about what almost like what's the end game what, yes what is it that you want out of this each of you you want out of your you know of growing pepper communications that's would, right um would you say that made a big difference into in, into how you approach things as well yeah it did actually yeah it did because it, it forced us to consider actually what what might the end game look like when would we want to potentially um, sort of retire and then in order to do that um how how would how do you retire from a business that you actually own um and, and so it forces us to think about and get alignment across the four of us to understand kind of what that end game might look like or what the exit might look like and how mm. that might be um, handed down to um, the, you know, the, the future uh, owners that we're going to take, take the business forward, whether that be, um, you know, to, to staff to some sort of share or uh, staff share ownership or whether that's to um, a future management buyout um you know those things were thought about and 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 then that gave us a framework um to build the sort of business that we want to um have at that at that time at the uh, in 10 yeah. years time yeah so it, it's all about growth of the business and 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 the guy and, and you know moving it forward but at the same time with that end goal in mind as well it, it, it's and it sounds like you, you've all got kind of a an exit strategy at some point, which you know I think is a, is a, is a good thing for any business. Um, uh, I always remember um, listening to uh, an interview with Chris Evans when when he he, he was buying out uh, bought out Virgin Radio. You know, he borrowed huge huge sums of money to be able to do that. And and lots of people said, you know, how did you how did you not how did you sleep at night? How were you not worried about all of that? And his his biggest advice was was, was because. We had an exit strategy. We knew what we were going in this for, and what the what the, the what the the end goal was. And we had lots of exit strategies, and and that helped us, kind of kept us motivated, and 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 made us feel like it was the right thing to do. So, um, I, I, I can I can totally understand how that could make a, a, a big difference. In, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It it sounds like as well that you've almost like kind of put a, a time frame on it as well, Jude. Yeah, we, have, we thought about in the kind of three, you know, there's, there's, there's the one year plan, which is the financial year that you're, you're in or that you're planning ahead for mm. um, sort of in, the, in the now horizon. And then there's a three year, five year sort of horizon. And then obviously a, a long term 10 year horizon. Yeah. And we've got, we've got kind of clear, I suppose, clear overriding sort of strategy and vision for those, those time horizons, largely the first five years in that is growth yeah profitable growth 
uh, and finding find, finding uh, ways and means to do that. Uh, and then after that is to continue with that, but then start to identify um, a management team um, that can start to kind of come in over a period of time yeah. to work alongside um, alongside the, the current directors um, in, in the management team so that by um, year 10, there's that, that option uh, there to actually have uh, directors or the current own, uh, shareholders um, may be able to step back a little bit from working in the business um, and um, they'll be replaced by, by, by the new people that have been identified to, uh, to work in it. So yeah, so it, it's interesting what you say, it's having that, that time-framed plan that gives you options to, to them, make, make them decisions at that point. It, it, it might be that actually that you're at that point in time kind of thinking actually this is great, let's, let's carry on going as we are, but you've got the, the options there, there for you, which is... Absolutely, is, I think it, yeah, it just gives everyone a clear focus. You know, in all honesty, you know, probably in 10 years' time, if, we're, if the growth plans have gone to, to plan um, and you know, the profit is where, it, where we want it to be, um, you know, there won't be that, uh, any, uh, any appetite to, to, to possibly um, exit fully, certainly, and maybe want to take a, have the option to be able to dial back a, a day or two uh, and to, 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 to work in a shorter week um, and maybe look at some other, some other areas of, of interest or some other um, yeah. business ideas. But ultimately, you know, I think there's still going to be an ongoing connection. But I think it just gives you that, um, that, that discipline to, uh, and the, to have that kind of 10-year aim and ambition. It just gives a little bit of discipline to what you're doing and gives you then choices, like you say, at the end of that, at that time. And you know, it's a great choice to have, isn't it? If everything's going, yeah. Yeah. going to, to the plan, um, whether, you know, whether, whether it's an exit that you actually do at that time or not it means that you've still got a great company and, and, and hopefully you've gone on that journey to from good to great and we've achieved it yeah it um, sounds like you're certainly on track to do that Jude by the, by the, the, the way you're growing and, and the things you're doing uh, and a, a personal question so what happened to your dad with, with, with his cancer and things like that did, did that form a part of you setting um, you know setting a date to like an exit plan and things like that yeah, it did because of dad. Um, dad for years was always would always say, "On oh, eighteen months' time, uh, we'd go through each planning cycle, and it would always be in eighteen months' time, I'm 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 going to retire, and um, you know there'll be a full handover over that eighteen months to to to, to me and um, my brothers at that time, um, and you know he was saying that for 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 ten years it seemed, or yeah. for years before he, he finally did uh, or was forced into retirement, and so. Um, so yeah, it was it was kind of kind of interesting. It kind of forced it forced the issue, but it also made us think about actually we need to really have real clarity about uh, you know if we're going to take this business on, if we are going to actually succeed and do a proper succession, you know we need to get things like um, uh, a shareholder agreement in place, and if yeah. we're going to do that, we need to get kind of key man cover and um, with that shareholder. Um, uh, agreement in place it needs protection as well yeah. so that, um, so the you know the, the business stays together the structure of it stays correct so it, it forced us to really look at all of those things and actually realize that if you don't plan if you don't plan on it on your entry 
what your exit might look like, you might end up just never actually having an exit or retiring or being able to retire because you haven't really planned and built a company around your exit. Mm. And so I think um, an important part of it was to actually uh, realize um, that, that you plan your exit when you go into uh, business. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's sound advice, really sound advice in, in business and, and in life as well, really, Jude. It's, um, yeah. you know, I, I think I, I, I don't know if everyone does it, but I, I certainly have my, my sort of my, mapped out what my, my, my sort of long-term goals are, what my five-year goals are, my three-year and one-year, just in, in, from a personal and family life thing. And now that weaves into my, my, my work as well, into my role. Um, but I think that makes, makes such a... a, a great difference in personal development and getting to where you want to be. Um, like I, said, I think somebody once said that the difference between a dream and a goal is that, that it, a, a, a goal is a dream with a date attached to it. Yeah. That's good. Um, so, um, so yeah, I think that's really sound advice for a business or, or, or a, a person as well. So bringing it back into, in, into pepper it, itself then, um, one of the, key things that I've noticed that is different about you as an organization compared to, I'm not going to say all because there are other, other businesses like this as well, but lots of print businesses don't have developers, um, you know, software developers or IT developers, but Pepper Communication uh, do. What, yeah. what, what brought that about and how, you know, what, what benefits have you found through that? I think um, where this sort of started was um, the realization that um, when we looked at our, our kind of uh, our why um, and, and once we really got under the bonnet of, of what what Pepper was for and, and what problems it solved for its customers, we realized that actually we aren't actually a printing company um, All right. anymore. Um, and um, so we kind of did a lot of soul searching. And, and as I alluded to earlier, we, we spoke to customers, we spoke to staff and and, and really understood what what we were about, and um, what we realised is actually we were a technology company that 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 has print as one of its core um, outputs and services yeah. currently. Um, but really, ultimately, we solve our customers' marketing challenges and make um, make offline marketing simple. Um, and once we realized that we realized that actually how, how we're going to deliver that isn't going to be by traditional um, sort of staff uh, or just traditional staff that, that you'd normally employ as uh, within a printing company. We realized that actually it was going to be um, tech driven and um, that's when we needed to um, start to look to employ developers, yeah, software developers um, or uh, data um, data engineers yeah okay so so that that then brought a different offering that you could could bring to your customers yeah it did it um it kind of it, it kind of was um so it started by realize the realization that um that we were kind of a data-driven um sort of company and um we added um um, sort of mailing services there, there was a vertical integration into the services but mailing was something that we realized again speaking to a lot of our customers years ago we realized that a lot of our uh, printed output was actually being delivered off to um to other um 
mailing houses for, for onward distribution. All right, okay. And so we so we realised that we needed to be in, in that space. Yeah. So we moved into that space, but it, but equally with our with our pre press and studio and everything else that you put around a kind of a, a print graphic art scenario, um, it 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 was all it was all leading to the fact that actually data is the new oil in the in the economy someone said that to me recently mm. you, know, data, you know data and big data is, is is new oil um and it was that that, that realization i suppose that actually then meant that we needed to start to um to hire data data scientists data engineers um to, to be able to actually drive these um these campaigns the print campaigns because it was the data that was that was driving the printed output um yeah. more, more often than not so probably nearly every every piece of printed output that, that we do is is driven by 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 data in, in one form or another and whether that's you know name and postal address data mm. uh, but but at a deeper level it's about propensity to to to, to buy and um, profiling and, and insight and planning of that data so that you're you're sending the the right message to the right person at the um, at the right time or a time that they're going to be ready to buy um, and that's the that led us down then a path to find people that were um, were, were really capable in that space okay. um, and 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 so that initially it was to deliver a service um, and a benefit to to customers but um, then over a period of time it developed to um, to actually um, uh, looking internally at the sort of data that we in our management information system, which happened to be Tharston, um, has been for, for many years, I think, um, has yeah. been in pretty much every iteration of, um, of the software that you've had right, way back to sort of DOS days, believe it or not. Um, I've, I've seen, it, seen it all the way through from sort of the mid-90s to, to where we are today. But, he, but, but, it, but once they, um, they started to look at the data tables within Tharston, realised the power, how could we leverage the power of our internal management data and, and business data and manufacturing data and, and uh, start to actually um, present that um, for the use to drive the performance um, and the numbers uh, within Pepper. Oh, wow. So, uh, so in kind of spinning around and thinking about your business differently, that you are, uh, you're a technology business that and just so happens to be that one of the core parts of what, you, you offer is print um, but by that that sounds like you first of all were able to then start digging deeper into into offering more and to solving customers problems it, it sounds like you've approached it differently rather than just saying what what is it you want to print you were you're digging deeper into actually what is it you're trying to achieve that's right uh, but then, and then, in turn, on the back of that, you've then also been able to leverage your resource to to then use data to help drive your business forward as well. Correct. That's awesome. That's a that's a, re a really different way of approaching it. And it's and, and I love it. Because it's uh, often when I, in my role as customer enrollment manager uh, at Boston. I'm talking with with, with uh, prospective businesses, and we 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 uh, you know we spend time trying to understand what their business is about. Um, and sometimes it is that thing of of, of helping businesses to see that you, you you're not 
just a, a print business you, you're in the you're in the business of communications that's um, right you know and, and there are lots print is just one of them mediums of, of communication whatever it is you're outputting it all centers around communication whether it's a books or or posters or direct mail or uh, leaflets or brochures or you know all of these different things but we're packaging labels it's all about communicating something to someone uh, and and that's really what the businesses are about communication through one of the mediums being print but it sounds like for you one of them you've you've expanded that further and it it, you've, you've kind of spun it around to say actually no we're not about print we're about technology we're about data and then that that means we can offer so much more absolutely absolutely excellent i can i can see i can see where that growth is coming from jude and that that, that differentiation so yeah. um so yeah so that's kind of where what led you then to start using Tharston. uh it's your own in-house resource that's right you started then being able to tap into the the SQL tables uh, themselves, yeah. and because it is a completely open database, isn't it? So and and start presenting that data in different views, different formats. Yeah, absolutely, and that's when we started to kind of open up or, or make um, the SQL tables in the back end of Tharson available to to the to the software engineers. Um, yeah. And they utilized my view in different areas of, of the software at different stages um, to, to leverage the data. And it's kind of as broad as, it's not, it's not just necessarily all, all just dashboards, but it's, um, it's any my view page or area within, within the product um, uh, that, that, that can be utilized. So it's, for example, in, in job costing or in jobs, we've got the my view is used uh, within a job to show um, the um, the web approval proof that was approved. Yeah. Job. So we've got a copy, copy of every um, PDF proof that goes to print, or soft copy of it. Sorry, in the my view, uh, linked to every single job, which dynamically is in a hot folder lookup, and just then so you can see exactly what was printed against that job, and what versions were printed, and what was actually signed off by the customer. You know, that's that's a great a great thing that we take for granted now but you know the amount of hassle <laughs> out by putting that in place compared to previously you'd be on a separate disparate system it would be on a web approval system from agfa you'd have to drill into that you'd probably have to ring down to the studio or to prepress and ask them to you know for a link again and to dig that out and just lots of lots of wasted effort and time um and just completely streamlined it just by by, by simply kind of building, um, building that solution in, in, into the data and getting yeah. that to work in that way. But then you know, things like dashboards as well. In actual fact, we built a whole, um, a whole intranet connected um, to the SQL data um, in Tharston um, and also other, other business systems that we used like Sage, Cloud and, um, and HubSpot. Yeah, the, the the use of your dashboards and how you've got that 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 single view uh, page that gives you all the key performance indicators of, of, of your business. And I don't know if you saw a while back that I did a um, uh, an article about uh, the Fitbit principle for your business. Um, that kind of whole idea of, of um, it, it wouldn't be great if if you know 
you could just have that snapshot view of, of, of all your, your, your key performance indicators, just like you get on your Fitbit or your Apple Watch for your business as well. And it sounds like that's exactly what you're doing there. Um, because that, that's the reason Fitbits and uh, four fitness watches are, are, are so successful and so popular because it, it, it's giving you a, a steer on, on where, where you need to be. If you've set yourself a goal of 12 and a half thousand steps a day, you can very easily see how uh, are you on track for that? You know, how many more steps do you need to do to achieve it? And, uh, or how does that compare to last month? And all them sorts of things in a nice, simple, friendly view um, that, that makes, it, makes it digestible and motivational as well. So it yeah. sounds very much like that's the, 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 the approach that you're taking as well. Yeah, absolutely. I did read um, your, um, your blog that you wrote a couple of years ago, I think it was now. Yeah. Yeah, it really, um, it really resonated um, with, with us and, and kind of where we're trying to take things um, and, and, and do it uh, at this end. In actual fact, the, um, the, so the, stand, the actual, there's a My View tab um, within Tharston and actually, so, and, and I think uh, we've got it so that it actually just pulls up the whole kind of, the whole internet system, which is an overlay of, of, of all of the data that we yeah. can mine, I suppose, out of, out of Tharston and where we've got it so far. And often in some cases, it's actually just, it's just taking um, some of the functionality that, that's already there and, and leveraging the data and just serving it up in a slightly different way. We've got this thing that we've developed, which is kind of like the departure board, a bit like a departure board at an airport. Yes, yeah, yeah. Just completely overlays, it looks at due dates um, and it kind of then colors um, the departures, I suppose, of the due dates of the jobs that are, uh, that are leaving the back door, whether that's print and ship or, or mailings. And, um, and, and it kind of is then, then there's a traffic light system and it's kind of like we call it the departure board and it's on an automatic scroll. So we can actually around screens all around the business can actually see, you know, what's, what's currently in progress, what's due for to, to leave the, leave in the next 48 hours um, and what's due, due to leave today. And it's kind of colored in and what's overdue. Um, so which flights, which flights are running late or haven't taken off yet? Because uh, it represents yeah. jobs. So that departure board that you'd normally see at an airport, just using yeah. using the data in Tharston and presenting it in a in a fun kind of um, slightly different way that that is a little bit more engaging than just the standard uh, jobs list, for example, or standard filter on the jobs list that an okay. account manager or a um, a CSR might might typically look at when they're using Tharston. Yeah, it makes it much more visual um, for them to engage with and kind of get a feel for actually this needs jumping on or yeah. this, this is all okay. Yeah, but it's much, so, so, so the key thing is it's much more than just executive top level dashboards. Um, it's, yeah, yeah. You can really, you can really go to town with this stuff um, and it's only really kind of limited by um, what you can possibly logically think through and, uh, and, and what you'd need to um, try and present on the page or what you, what you want to present on the page i'm with you yeah so it, it's it's about presenting the right the, the data in the right way to to different people within your business not just the management yeah all the business all the people in the business depending on what their role is it sounds you're taking that data and presenting it to them in a way that helps them with their, with their roles absolutely and makes it and makes it visual for them and and so that they can engage with it and understand what it's telling them and, and, and can inform their decision making it as a result, I mean, a classic thing would be, you know, the, the standard reporting that's in Tharston is 
is based on crystal reports and whilst it's 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 very good yeah um, if you're not a, say a financially minded person um if you're a team leader or a manager on the shop floor for example that they they may not be able to quickly understand and and, and make decisions based on say a typical report like that um with yeah. lots of words and numbers on a on an a4 sheet so we present for example data for um things like clocking clocking in um and how efficient someone's been at, at clocking based on the internet data data capture and module um and so when they have a, a one-to-one and a sit down with um the team member that, that you know they, they can instantly see from pie charts and and different charting products yeah in real time on the data to actually see how many times have someone been late how many times have they forgotten to clock in or clock out or haven't clocked their lunch for example and so you know again it's just quickly quickly um getting the getting the answers back and engaging with the data so they can actually have a meaningful conversation um with someone based on on actual real data rather than just gut feel On, on a kind of uh a wide level where we're looking to take it to the next level is um, we've been working with um, team team leaders and team members about gamification. All right, okay. So this is a, this is about kind of trying to make um, make the data and the performance fun. So a bit like your Fitbit example, it's kind of can we make can we make um, running say a folding machine or a printing press? Um, can we gamify that data that comes off of that process? Um, via JDF or via via um, proprietary feeds um, to to kind of get leaderboards and, and and sort of that gamification like a like a Fitbit type steps challenge might do or a Strava kind of segments um, within a Strava app. Um, so that's that's something that's quite exciting. Um, again, started to look into it. There are there are some some outfits out there that actually are looking at this area and, and are looking to to start to try and do this this the gamification of, of, of general kind of manufacturing and um, stuff that typically would happen in a business um, based on the data so that's quite interesting yeah that sounds really you, exciting you've identified that actually Fitbit is a good personal driver for people to do more steps and get more yeah. healthy um, I know there's a lot of my staff that use Strava to improve their um, their efforts with regard to running or uh, cycling. So if we can kind of bring those methodologies and thoughts into yeah. kind of a business processes, then um, that might be a way of bringing it alive. Because although you and I might be really interested in KPI executive dashboards and driving the performance of our business, um, it's not necessarily the case for everyone, is it? Absolutely, yeah. I think it's making it relative to to to, to the person, isn't it? And like you say, it's um. It's interesting what you say about the Strava thing because it, it, we we noticed within our organisation that that similar thing that, that people were competing with each other in Strava for for steps or running or cycling and things like that and so we um w- just just for again as part of the employee engagement more than anything we we use an app called Inkin which allows you to centralise all that the feeds from from Fitbit watches, from Apple watches, from, you know, wh- whatever type of devices they are. And we created like a steps leaderboard. Um, so, you know, it's like a, like a premier league, a, a first league and, and, and second league. Um, and, and based on the number of steps, you, it depends which, which league you get into. We have different challenges that we set each week or each month. One time we did a step for 
between, you know, in the month of December, could we, between us, create enough steps to get from head office to, uh, to the North Pole and, and back, um, and, and kind of different incentives. And it, it's that gamification that, that helped us with an employee engagement perspective and helped us to achieve a result of in, increasing people's fitness levels and, and feeling more active and, 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 and communicating between different departments. But like I say, it's that whole gamification approach that, that can make a real difference. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? Because that kind of that, that brings a lot of the strands together, really, isn't it? Yeah. About well-being, about um, team building and, and, and building great kind of culture. Um, hey, I really like that. I think, and that's probably something that we need to, that's one of the next steps for us is that we need to look at that because it brings a lot of the strands of what we've talked about this afternoon together, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, well, that's a, a, a great point to, to probably finish, I think, uh, Jude. It's really, really interesting to talk to you. I can see why, why you got the, uh, the first Customer of the Month award. A uh, couple of things to, to, so congratulations on that. A couple of things to finish on. Um, kind of inspiration in business where, where do you draw your inspiration from um you know is there any particular you've mentioned one book before is there any particular books that you, you you'd recommend to read or podcasts or you have a mentor or anything like that How, where, where do you draw your inspiration from yeah i don't have a mentor but um i am a bit of a podcast uh, junkie i like to listen to podcasts um when i'm commuting in and out of work in the car and also um when I'm out uh, on the bike, um, sort of exercising. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I love that. One I've come across lately is um, a guy, uh, uh, or it's a podcast called Danny in the Valley. It's a guy who writes for the Sunday Times. He's a, a business reporter based in Silicon Valley. All right, okay, yeah. And um, yeah, he has some really interesting people on, on his podcast. And it's just great to listen to some of the tech titans, I suppose, really in Silicon Valley um, amongst other uh, other. Uh, lesser mortals there's some really interesting podcasts there there was one that resonated with me recently because it's linked to to mailings and stuff but it was about sending um or disruptive disruption in the um in the funeral market and sending ashes by by airmail over the in, in the mail um and it was a british guy looked to try and do it in the uk and you can't do it in the uk via royal mail but you can in the states so he's right. great th- things over in the in the states so I took his business, didn't give up he took his business model to the u.s instead absolutely yeah it was a it was a great story about true entrepreneurialism don't give up and um you know if you can't make your business model work you know where where you live then find where you can make it work it's a, it's a good listen i'd recommend it to oh i'll definitely give that a listen yeah no, no. Um, we'll add that to the show notes as well for people who want to listen yeah yeah put the links in it'd be good um and books, yeah, I'm currently reading a book called Powerful, um, which is the story of um, how they built the, a great culture at Netflix. Um, okay, yeah. Again, no doubt we can, we can put a link there yeah. on the podcast. But um, so, yeah, I'm, just, I'm, I'm currently reading that one, so I'm not quite sure. Um, but I think this, the, the, general, the general gist there is actually about simplification of your, of your approach. Um, brutal truthfulness and honesty yeah. um, with your, you know, with your feedback and, and your performance. Um, again, a lot of it's just quite when, you know, on the, on the, when you read it, you think a lot of it's common sense, but like anything, it's, it's kind of tends to be uncommon sense. It's stuff that's staring yeah. in your face. You don't think about, yeah. but I just, a couple of things I picked up 
upon from that book was about um, uh, you know you've got to be able to articulate and and um, explain you know what you do as a business to to, to your mother or your grandmother um, and, and that's how simple it really needs to be yeah uh, so that everyone in your organization can understand you know what, what the business is about what the business model is and, and why you or what problems you solve for for, for your customers clear so simple and concise communication yeah absolutely and yeah. the other the other thing that i thought was was great uh, from it was just a really simple um approach to their staff handbook and their policies um again rather than hundreds of pages of legal legalese and legal speak it was i think their um their expenses policy for example was you know um you'll get you'll get a corporate spending card but um, always, always treat it as if it, you're spending your own money. That's it. That's, yeah. that's the policy. Keep it simple. Yeah. Yeah. yeah always think. act in the best interests of Netflix. Yeah. That's good. Good points. I'll have to I'll have to pick that book up as well. Definitely, we'll add it to our our library here at Farson. To uh, yeah, you have a reading people. library, don't you? Yeah, we do indeed. Yeah, uh, and like, maybe uh, that could be our our next um, book review as well as part of the Inspire podcast as well, Jude. So. Um, we might be getting in touch about that one. <laughs> um, so, yeah, well, that's brilliant. So, thank, thank you very much for your time today. It's been really interesting to, to hear about, the, about your journey, about how Pepper Communications has grown as a business and continues to grow. And I can understand why, why I'd say you got that Customer of the Month award. Um, um, you really are doing some great things there with technology. So, uh, thank you very much for your time today. Um, and, thank you. Uh, and thank you to the listeners as well. Hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Uh, if you if you have then please do like and share and give us a give us a review that would be great to hear tell people about it and if you've got any ideas of um, uh, things you'd like to hear covered in the inspire or would like to come on and be interviewed yourself then please do get in touch so thanks a lot for today cheers now thank you